Welcome to U.S. Phenomenon, where possibilities are endless. Put down those same old headlines. It's time to expand your mind and question what if. From paranormal activity to UFOs, Bigfoot sightings, and unsolved mysteries, this is U.S. Phenomenon. From the Pacific Northwest in the shadow of the 1962 World's Fair, the Space Needle. Good evening, I am your host, Mario Magana. This is U.S. Phenomenon. You can be a part of the show by texting our studio hotline, 775-990-5151. Tonight, we talk about the legend and conspiracy theory, probably one of the biggest ones of the 20th century, alleging that Paul McCartney from the Beatles died November 9th, 1966. Tonight, Michael Parker, host of The Program, joins us to discuss is Paul McCartney dead conspiracy? It is my pleasure to welcome back to the show, Michael Parker. Welcome back, my friend. Mario, thank you so much. I love conspiracies. I love rock and roll. Love the Beatles, Paul McCartney. So this will be fun. You know, I, I almost called you Paul by accident. Uh, but um, again, welcome back. You know what's interesting? That uh, when we talk about this conspiracy, this was ranked as one of uh, the in the top 10, where would you consider this to be in the top 10 in the last 20 years? Okay, so if, um, okay, so. Oh, okay, well, so how, about I get, how about I give you this? It was number okay. four on the top 10 list. Which one is number one or number two? Number one and number two would have to be Apollo uh, moon landing. Okay. I'm going to say number one, not happening. Number two, 9-11. That's going to be my guess. Wow. Number two, you did get right. 9-11 did, uh, was the cover-up for number two. And number one is the, the JFK assassination. So two uh, two things I, that I happened in, that. in the 20th century. And uh, number three was, uh, to, rank, to round that up, was uh, Area 51 and Aliens. Well, wait a minute. Where, so where's where's the moon landing? Because that's got to be in the top five. Oh, let me, let me pull that up real quick. I do have that. Uh, we got to know. We got to know. Uh, you know, the moon landing at number six. Okay. All right. Well, top 10. Yeah. And Jesus and uh, Mary Magdalene was also a part of the top 10 as well. So that's an interesting, maybe we should. And this came from Time Magazine. Yes. This came from Time Magazine. This was, and we'll have a link on the uh, the website. Okay. Uh, uh, I, it doesn't say the date though. I was just looking for the date here. This has got to be from some time ago because uh, down below you got, um, you got Sarah Palin and her, and her husband there holding a granddaughter, I, I believe. So this has got to be from some time ago. Mm-hmm. Um, you know what's interesting about that um, when we talk about this now I, I know of all things you know was this I know there's like so many different angles with this conspiracy was this to sell records I mean I mean I know the Beatles were close to the end there was this more of a ploy do you think to sell more records back in those days just maybe there was a slump I, I mean do we know? Do we? What, what's your thoughts on that piece? Okay, so uh, you know, this is the '60s, and what we think of in pop culture now—the minute someone dies—that translates to if they're a music person, everybody buys, downloads their tracks. If it's a movie star, then people will watch the movies. But in the late '60s even though I don't think that this was as mainstream an idea that you could, you know, sell a bunch of records. I think probably the business knew somewhat of that, but here's the thing. 
I think that the Beatles, first of all, they're like the biggest thing in the planet at that point, besides like the Vietnam War and things like that. The Beatles were a social phenomena outside of the way we view the world today. Because, we, you know, these days we've got iPhones and the Internet and all that. Well, back then, all they had was television. You'd buy the record. You could buy a magazine. You could talk to your friends um you know, in person or via letter or whatever. But anyway, point being is the Beatles were the biggest thing in the world. And there was just nothing really that compared with them. They were bigger than Elvis at that point. And, um, and they were everybody's fascination. I think they were also very clever guys and mischievous a little bit, um, especially John uh, Lennon. I think that when they found out this was happening, I think they might have intentionally at first kind of like egged it along because they're young guys that are really smart, really fun. I don't, and then probably it got out of control um, because then you've got the whole world looking at it. It's almost like you crowdsourced something unintentionally. And then people start looking at it and adding their own ideas. So, you know, I, I don't think Paul McCartney died in a car crash, but B, I think that initially they, they, probably wanted to have a little fun with it and then it got out of control i mean there are so many things with i mean when you go back and you listen i know i sent you last night the piece of i I listened to that i i mean it was 11 minutes of like anguish for me i'm like i i don't know that at the end of like some guy made a, a a a whole song about the situation and Yes. Got you know got the rights and everything. We'll have that link as well uh, posted up. And I believe the gentleman's name. I can't even think it off. Uh, it was uh, it was Perry something. Yeah, and he had supposedly gone to have a visit with Paul McCartney, and as perhaps being signed to the Apple label, which was the newly formed Beatles label. I can't remember this guy's last name, but anyway, he doesn't get signed, but after that, he comes back to Chicago or wherever the heck he's living, Detroit or whatever it is, and then makes this song that has all of these kind of uh, Beatles song bits in it, and then he kind of tells this story that you could kind of allude to being um, Paul, you put us on all, put us all on, or like a trick, but yeah. And for me, Looking at Abbey Road, and we'll we'll get into that, and listening to the White Album where it says number nine, number nine, there's so much, I don't know, what was interesting about the Beatles and how they would do their music is if you were listening to, like, Abbey Road, the songs would blend in together. They would, like, like back in the day, mm-hmm. the song would end, or, like, nowadays, or just in general, most songs will, will have an ending, and then, you know, then the new song starts. It's like... I could be driving down the road back in the day as a kid, and, and I, I I remember this distinctly, was li- listening to these songs, and then they would just transition to the next song. You know, just how yeah, cutting especially edge. Especially Abbey Road. And, yeah. You know, Day in the Life was one of those examples as well. You know, and Sgt. Pepper, Lonely Hearts. I mean, there's so many different clues in all these different albums, or at least th- these two albums here. In the White Album, I mean, there's these clues that are like, is this to sell records? I'm like, maybe it's a great ploy. I mean, if Paul McCartney was really dead and, you know, the the tongue-in-cheek where he's like, well, I could be the other guy, you know, it's like, okay, yeah. 
So let's, what we'll do is, I know that we have, and, and for those who aren't listening, and you're, if you're listening to the radio, you know, or streaming the podcast, you can watch this show. Uh, it is available on uh, onairmario.com. We're going to get into the piece where we talk about um, the different conspiracies, like, um, as we all know, the famous Abbey Road piece where um, the album cover, the art, where they have... Uh, oh, where did it go? Well, oh, here it is. There we go. As we can see here, the in the album art, you have you know John Lennon who's wearing the white suit, and he's supposed to be what the uh, the priest, right? Is that how that played out? Well, he yeah, oh, and he kind of looks like Jesus, you know, with the hair and everything, and yeah. he is dressed in white, like you know, we would like angelic or something. Very much, and then. Um, you had the uh, mortician or, as the mortician, right? Is that what, that's what they, uh, yeah. Uh, yes. And then what's interesting about that is, um, of all things, cause you have, you have, uh, uh, George in the back who looks like a bum. Who's not actually a bum. He looks Our like grave the, gra digger. the grave digger. Uh, and we're not talking about yeah. the monster truck. We're talking about someone who's out there, Digging, you know, digging. But what's interesting to me and what makes this whole conspiracy so uh, interesting to me because the stories that go back in those days share that Paul was wearing sandals. Now, allegedly, he took them off because it was so hot that day. Now, he's barefooted. This to indicate that he mm -hmm. was dead and... um that the cigarette in the right hand was actually sp the indication of the nail in the coffin with the cigarette. Now, if well, it and, and also Paul McCartney was a left-handed person. He was the only person in the Beatles that was left-handed. Well, I'm left-handed too, but I'm definitely, you know, you know, that makes us, you know, me and Paul, we're like one, you know, we're, we're interesting individuals, <laughs> but if, they were close to the end. Well, in 66, I mean, the band didn't break up till 69, right? Is that, that's, yeah. so there was some time for, you know, this, for this to happen. What's interesting about that piece that we listened to last night, and we'll, we'll link it up so you can listen to the, the song on, on, on the podcast. That song last night was interesting because that's how the rumor all started here in the, in the U.S. was this guy wrote this song. They went back to publishing to get it all cleared so that if the song blew yeah. up and became like number one, they weren't going to get, you know, sued by Apple Records. Now, if Paul McCartney had passed away, if that's what the alleged story is now, the other piece in the background talks about the um, the Volkswagen bug in the background. Now, mm -hmm. it's what the license plate either says um, like. I think it was like would have been 28 or something like that and or or it was like i, I need to zoom in here but i i believe it yep. was um there we go lmv uh yeah uh, yeah 20 in this particular photo i can't see it that yeah, well but. yeah so everyone who's listening to the show is like you guys are dummies it's like you know it'll all be posted but he would have been 28 well, right he would have been 28 well see here's the deal is every okay if the most famous band in the world, if you are the one of the biggest social phenomena in the world, everyone's obsessed with you. 
all ages, youth, adults. I mean, in my opinion, there's never been another Beatles. Um, there's never been acts of that size because these days, yes, Taylor Swift will sell out you know, 10 nights at the Madison Square Garden or something, but it's a different thing. There's there's many, many artists out in the world. Now, she's at the top probably, and I'm just saying this as far as amount of fans, but what I'm saying is she doesn't carry the weight this world as a just cultural obsession the way that the Beatles did at that time. So when the Beatles would make an album cover, you know, and everybody's staring at, oh, look at the license plate on the VW Bug. Oh, my right. God. Paul's barefooted. It's just everybody then contributes their own interpretation into what they're seeing, like pareidolia. Um, you know, you would you see a face in the clouds or something? And uh, the license plates was LMW281F. Ritz okay. would, would have been 28 if, uh, as we will, you know. Some people think it's Linda McCartney mourns or, uh, you know was mourning the, the death of Paul. Um, just an interesting cover album. And looking at this whole piece and how this all transpired and how all these individuals, I can't even imagine if something like this was to happen. It, it, it would be at the levels of, like the recent one of, uh, of the drummer from the Foo Fighters passing away. It would have been a devastating moment for a, a, a tragic moment in the Beatles history, not all, yeah. you know, losing the number one or number two, because I'll be honest with you, I think Paul was a much, is a much better writer than John. That's my personal opinion. I don't mean, I mean, Paul this, was fantastic. I don't Paul think it was amazing. Yeah. I don't, I don't think that Lennon was that great. If you listen to us, this is someone who grew up listening to this stuff on a regular day-to-day -day. now as an adult i mean my ears were bleeding beatles i can't even i could tell you that i my dad had me listening to the lost lennon tapes back in the day i mean it was breakfast with the beatles it was you name it it was yeah. beatles 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 back in the early 80s when you didn't have you know you just did what Spotify your parents yeah or not only yeah. that but whatever your parents said and was like i had cassette tapes for days but what's interesting yeah. is, you know, people are going to, you know, agree to disagree about who was the better Beatle. But this this piece is crazy to me because all the different things that the Beatles did as a band, the hidden messages, like you're listening to an album and then way down in the end of the record, you got some like random, you know, hidden message. It's like. It's like, well, I could I, go ahead. Well, Mario, I just want to say another thing. And it's like, look, it's no, it's not a secret. So, um, but look, I mean, also not only were the Beatles really clever, they're young, they're on top of the world. They're also taking psychedelics. So they're, they're having ideas and they're having fun with the creative process. And I don't think, it would be too much to think that they also know, look, we have, we have a mystique and they were probably, I, I, I can imagine John Lennon and Paul at just having, you know, having fun with it. Ah, let's put this over here and people are going to think it's this, that, or the other thing. I don't think that they were probably totally innocent in all this. I 
were they were young guys on top of the world having a little bit of fun. Good point. Good point. Do you, who do you who was your favorite Beatle or who is your favorite Beatle? Well, when I was a kid, it was Paul McCartney, and then um, I went through a gigantic uh, John Lennon obsession in my adulthood. But um, but I, I I love them all. Right now, I've got a bunch of Beatles records down on the floor over here. Oh, actually, uh, more solo albums. Um, I've been rebuilt, rebuilding my um, vinyl collection, and probably eight or ten George Harrison albums um, right to my immediate left. But I, I, I love to... And I love that period of music and I love what it was. I mean, because bands like the Beatles and the Stones, Jimi Hendrix, Led Zeppelin, they were all inventing essentially Floyd. They were inventing classic rock. There was it was the Wild West, and they invented what would become, you know, a, a, a genre of music that's immensely popular. And when you when we talk about that, um, and we'll we'll get into the second half kind of dissecting the reverse pieces here but going back I, I think there may have been a time in my life where I was just like F it I'm, I'm done I can't take another Beatles song but as I've gotten older yep. and have continued to now I would say appreciate one of the best you know best bands of all time I mean you're right about cutting edge the stereo how they were doing the tracks back in the day for those who are like if you're listening in headphones and how the, the songs would pan and do these psych, I mean, psychedelic, it was like if you were listening to the Beatles and if you were on something, you're definitely getting an experience. It's definitely an experience. And, they, and Mario, they knew that. And that was reflected in their production techniques, in their artwork. And um, yeah, I mean, they were smart guys. And when we talk about as maybe you know one would say do you think this was a cover-up by any means maybe we should talk about it in the second half but close to okay. a cover-up um a beatles cover-up because look this is like one of the biggest band and they're a machine we got to continue to move we're not we're not talking mm -hmm. like illuminati type stuff but we're talking about like okay damage control we lost our member let's okay this happened okay let's brush this to the uh -huh. side let's move forward we'll talk about that plus We'll also talk about uh, Mark Christopher's Paranormal Story of the Week, which we continue on a music genre to the modern day. So maybe you're not a Beatles fan. Maybe you're a modern day Taylor Swift, you know, someone of that nature where you like music of the top 40 genre. Hey, man, the Beatles are top 40, but back in the day. Now, oh, if, yeah. you're, if you're someone of... A younger generation you're like oh i like jay-z or mark christopher's got some paranormal stuff that we're going to talk about you know what's interesting because i was thinking of other records and maybe you can think of a couple off the top of your head uh like and and people won't most people won't understand this but when you hear those different hit, hidden messages uh that we we will take a listen to there were some of those that were even in like Tupac's Machiavelli album, you could hear faintly, Shug Shot Me, uh, things of that nature, you know. Um, I can't think of any others off the top of my head, but that one sticks out to my, my that one sticks out to me because that was such, a, again, impactful, someone who was on the top of his game, someone who was just cutting edge as a rap artist, uh, maybe not everyone's favorite rapper, but his lyrics, even to this day, 
are so profound and it doesn't sound aged one bit him and biggie so as we go to the break let's take a listen to some of the audio files of which most of these conspiracies are coming from let's listen to the first piece here glass onion forward Now backwards. Let it be forward. Now backwards. Birthday forward. Now backwards. It's Johnny's birthday. Backwards. Real love. Now backwards. So interesting how that all plays out here. When we come back, we'll check in with Mark Christopher for our paranormal story of the week. Plus, we'll continue our analysis of the audio pieces. Plus, we'll get Michael Parker's take on the entire thing. Was this to sell records? Was this a cover-up by the CIA? Was the government involved? We'll talk about all of that coming up. If you're not a subscriber to our podcast, you need to subscribe. Go to our website, onairmario.com. Click on podcast to subscribe or go to your favorite podcasting platform and subscribe. You're going to get the entire show plus extra material that you may have not caught here on the radio experience. Just make sure you search U.S. Phenomenon. We'll be back. You're listening to U.S. Phenomenon. You're listening to U.S. Phenomenon with your host, Mario Magana.